Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to an All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this episode, we will finish up the mid-March recap, talking about some fines that were levied and suspensions as well, as well as Paul Gasol, his jersey being retired in L.A. Also talk about Dame Lillard and his loyalty to Portland. We'll discuss that. Talk about J.J. Redick and the discussion he had with Kendrick Perkins on stat padding and so forth. Also, Women's Month, so there was a broadcast dedicated to that. So, we'll talk about that. Uh, The passing of a longtime communications director. And also March Madness, so we'll cover it all. So, just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, guys, so we already covered, we're doing our kind of two-week mid-March recap of all that's going on in the NBA. We covered so far the players of the week for week 20 and 21. We talked about the job Moran situation and all that's surrounded around that. We talked injury news, talked about player signings, and some milestones that were achieved by different players and one coach. And then now we're going to talk about fines, Paul Gasol. We'll talk about uh, Dame Lillard. Again, I wanted to circle back to that. As well as talk little J.J. Reddick as well. Uh, we'll also cover all women's uh, broadcast that was done in honor of International Women's Month and then talk a little NCAA right quick so alright guys so let's begin let's start with fines that were levied as well as suspensions so Fred Van Vliet of the Toronto Raptors fined $30,000 for criticizing officials after a loss to the LA Clippers. I listened to it, man. I tell you what, I have absolutely zero issue with what Fred Van Vliet had to say. The officiating lately in the NBA has really, yeah, it's it's been problematic, guys. I saw things as small as Julius Randle getting a a tech for simply questioning a ref's call. I see him get teched up, teed up for that. Thankfully, he didn't go any further where he got ejected. He was able to calm himself down. I saw where Jordan Poole of the Warriors, where he tossed the ball back to the ref and got a tech for that. I've just seen it. Far too often. In this case here, uh, Van Vliet levied these um, offenses against Ben Taylor, a ref who's already given him three texts for the year so far. And in the fourth game where he was part of the officiating team, he got another text. So that's four of his eight texts. Uh, connected to one ref. Uh, <laughs> that's not good, guys. So, 
I think the NBA, when season's done, needs to really address that issue. That is an issue, guys, because uh, as Van Fleet said, they come to the games to enjoy the players, not for the rest. Nobody comes to the game and say, oh, I, I want to hear so-and-so call a good game. No, they come to see the players on the court. So, so M- NBA, you, Adam Silver, you're going to have to deal with this ref situation because they're, they're really getting ticky-tacky with uh, some of these calls, especially the technical files. So, so that's one fine. Marcus Smart of the Boston Celtics, the guy who's, uh, you know, Always in the mix when it comes to, you know, altercations and so forth. $25,000. And this is for altercation with Trey Young uh, in, a, in a game that his team actually won over Atlanta. Uh, but this happened with about a minute 25 left in the game where he and Trey Young went face to face and then ends up rolling on the floor and so forth. So... Uh, Marcus Smart is a guy who has no back down in him. So uh, Trey picked the right one that day, but but Marcus Smart, nonetheless, you know, given his history, uh, he did get ejected in that game, but he also catches now a twenty-five thousand dollar fine from the league. So so that's that. And then we have Dylan Brooks. <laughs> Dylan Brooks is suspended one game without pay for receiving his 16th technical foul. And now it's a case where now he's up to 16 with each two additional technical fouls that he gets called for, he'll miss a game. So, and this happened in a, this actually happened in the loss, uh, against Denver, um, that game up at Denver, the one where, you know, prompted Chad Moran to do what he did. So, um, so he, he ended up missing the game after, which was at the LA Clippers. So, and then also a week later on March 9th, he goes face to face with, uh, Draymond Green and a blowout in their blowout win over the Gold State Warriors. So, so Dylan Brooks, man, and he has the nerve to say, to question Draymond Green and uh, what he's done in the NBA, which, Dylan, slow your roll, because you can't even hold a candle to what Draymond has accomplished. Draymond can speak for himself. He got his own podcast. He can speak for himself, but... You throw up Draymond's resume against yours, and it doesn't even compare, man. Everyone knows that he's the emotional leader of that Golden State Warriors championship uh, ball clubs. Everyone knows that. So for you to even question, question the man is out of bounds. And Dylan Brooks actually used to be a very good player. Um... Used to be a guy who can, you know, you could count on for scoring and so forth. He's shooting horribly. He's shooting horribly. He's now this extracurricular guy who's 
mouthy now. We all know about him going back and forth with Shannon, uh, Shannon Sharp, in fact. So, <clears throat> so it happened there. You call Shannon Sharp a blogger. He by, oh, by the way, he he does not have a blog. He's actually a TV personality. Uh, oh, by the way, he also called Draymond Green a blogger. Um, no, he just happens to have his own podcast. So, Dylan Brooks, I don't know what he's trying to do. He's trying to be a low-rent uh, Dennis Rodman. But the only difference is Dennis Rodman had skill. He was a winner. And, um, yeah, and he'll he's a Hall of Fame player as of now. Dylan Brooks, I don't think he even come near that. So. Uh, so, you know, he's just making a name for himself, so forth. What it leads to, who knows, but right now, they need you to play, man, because Memphis Grizzlies are, are missing some guys, so they need you to step up and stop with all this extracurricular stuff, so, uh, I'm just saying, so. So, that's the deal with the fines and suspensions and so forth, so. Let's talk Paul Gasol, shall we? Paul Gasol had his number 16 jersey for the L.A. Lakers retired on March 5th against the Golden State Warriors, the same day that Steph Curry uh, returned back to the lineup. So, And it was an emotional ceremony, of course, because he, um, he was honored there without his teammate, Kobe Bryant, who passed away. Uh, Back in 2020. So. Um, bittersweet day. But. Kobe Bryant actually predicted this day will come. Um, he was. Asked while he was at the Oscars. Where he got a. Oscar for his documentary. Um, he was asked about that. And he said one day. Paul Gasol jersey will. Hang in the Raptors next to mine. And he was so true. So. Paul Gasol, let's look at his career. Oh, by the way, he's a 2000, he's a 2023 Naismith Hall of Fame finalist, by the way. So, 18 years he played in the league, played in over 1,200 games, averaged 17 points per game, 9.2 rebounds, 3.2 assists, 1.6 blocks, guys. Along with shooting 50.7% from the field. So he makes half of his shots. Uh, from three, he was able to be a stretch four and five out there. Shooting 36.8% from three. And 75.3% from the free throw line. He was drafted in the first round. He was the third pick overall. He was actually drafted, guys. Um, this was in 2001 draft. He was actually drafted by the Atlanta Hawks, but traded on draft day along with Brevin Knight and Lorenzen Tate, the late Lorenzen Tate, to Memphis for Sharif Abdul Rahim and Jamal Tinsley. So, so, uh, so he was immediately dealt to the Memphis Grizzlies. We we're talking about Memphis Grizzlies a lot here. Um, he was traded after seven seasons there, um, 
in those seven seasons, he made one All-Star game. And he was traded to L.A. in a big package there. Pack, package which included actually his brother, Mark, going to uh, Memphis, where he forged a fine career there. So, so he he ends up spending uh, seven years with the Lakers. This was post Shaq was gone now, so Kobe needed uh, that other, other guy next to him so he can get a few chips himself, which he did. So, uh, so he spent seven years there, three All Star appearances while there. Uh, then. He ends up, after his contract's done, signing with the Chicago Bulls for two seasons. It is two seasons there. He made two All-Star games. Then he moves on to San Antonio for two and a half years. And then he goes to Milwaukee, where he plays three games there. He last signs with the Portland Trailblazers, but he never plays a game for them because of a foot injury he has. He's eventually waived, and he announces his retirement in October 5th of 2021. So, But he hadn't played a game. His last game was played in actually 2019, so thus making him eligible for the Hall of Fame. So... And then there's his international resume that's uh, pretty substantial as well. His time playing with the Spain team, the Spanish team there. So a lot of success there. So, so, so in essence, six All-Star appearances for him, four times All-NBA, a two-time champion, and he was a Rookie of the Year as well. So Paul Gasol with excellent credentials, uh, thus worthy of Hall of Fame consideration. So, Paul Gasol, we salute you, and hopefully, actually, they'll be announcing it next month uh, who makes the Hall of Fame, so hopefully your name will get called. So, All right, so that's what went on with Paul Gasol. Let's talk, speaking of Portland, let's talk about Dame Lillard. I talked about this a uh, previous episode um, in my February recap, but I had to circle around to it again because of two things. A recent article that Sean Powell wrote that actually points to the issue that Dame Lillard makes when he appears on the Old Man and the Three podcast. That's the podcast with J.J. Reddick. So... He talks about how the league has changed. It's more ring driven now. A lot of that is media motivated, also social media motivated as well. Um, yeah, so, and then also, even on top of that, you got these clowns on social media want to downplay and poo poo guys who didn't get a ring and so forth so and the media uh doesn't you know help matters either and then that permeates into players minds so you got a guy like uh for instance Kevin Durant he leaves his situation in Oklahoma City to join up with 
Golden State, so he could get a few rings there. But now they want to discredit those rings because he joined a fortified team over there. And um, now everybody says, now you got to get your own ring and so forth. So, And actually, Dame kind of alluded to that in this uh in this podcast episode with JJ Reddick. So, um, again, I, I applaud the man for, you know, his loyalty to one organization. I give him credit for that, but it, but the article that Sean Powell writes flies in the face of it. It is basically saying that the pressure's on him to, you know, get a ring. I don't put the pressure on him to be honest with you. I put the onus more on the Portland front office. It's upon it's upon them to build a winner around Dame Lillard. If they don't like that, then you know they the, the, that's the way it has to be. Um, I I don't believe they want to trade him. Of course, they don't want to trade him. They just paid the man. They just gave him an extension. Uh, so, uh, I just think it's a situation where it is what it is. And for us, uh, not saying us, and what you'll never hear on this podcast, you'll never hear any goat talk from me because I'm not here to declare who's the goat, who's the goat. You won't hear that on this podcast. No, you won't hear it. Now, there players within a certain time period I'll say was the best in that time period but an overall goal I can't do it because situations has changed over the years um, you went from an 8 team league now to a 16 team league now you got a 30 team league so those situations there change also you have the event of you know better weight training so forth you have a lot of different uh, circumstances. You're now in the age of social media, so that plays a part, part and parcel in a player's mindset. It shouldn't, but it does. So, uh, so I'm not here to declare a goat. So you won't hear that on here, and you won't hear me with a top ten or twenty-five list of players who have having won rings. You won't hear that here, cause. If you're a great player, you're a great player. The eye tests will tell the tale. So, um, Dominique Wilkins, great player. Great player. Uh, Vince Carter, great player. Charles Barkley, when he played, absolutely great player. John Stockton, great player. Patrick Ewing, great player. Carl Malone, great player. Did, did they any of them get rings? No, that doesn't take away from what they did on that court. That's for sure. So, yeah, so I'm not here to cast any type of aspersions. Oh, and Allen Iverson, of course, great player as well. But I'm not here to cast any sort of. Um, I'm I'm not counting them short because of what what they didn't do I just counting what they did and they were fantastic players so with that said um, 
and then also him, Dame Lillard has an ally in Bill Walton. Ally, um, Bill Walton, absolutely love Dame Lillard. He applauds him. Uh, remember, Bill Walton himself is the last player to win a championship in the city of Portland. So, um, so he empathizes with Dame and. He is one of his biggest fans, that's for sure. And he had a lot of great things to say about Dean. So um, so he definitely has an ally of Bill Walton. Everybody knows Bill Walton as this quirky sort of analyst now who has this alternate uh, broadcast on um, the NBA.com, uh, but... Bill Walton in his day, when he was healthy, he was as transcendent a center as you see in the NBA. And you see if what you see uh, uh, Nikolai Jokic doing, uh, Bill Russell, not Bill Russell, Bill Walton kind of set the standard for the passing center. That's for sure. So, um, yeah, but Bill Walton definitely a fan of Dame Lillard's and I'm a fan as well um the man is tremendous I mean what he's able to do on the basketball court is awe-inspiring so again I totally get what he's saying um it's about the journey it should be about the journey in terms of basketball not how not the ring counting that we do and so forth so yeah, so um, Dame Lillard, uh, much respect to you, that's for sure. So, so again, I wanted to address that once again. Now let's circle. Let's uh, since he was on this man's podcast, let's talk about him, JJ uh, Redick. JJ Redick, um, you know, he's now on TV. He's appears on First Take. He's also does uh, broadcasts also on ESPN. He does it with Ryan Rucco and so forth. So, so JJ goes at it with Kendrick Perkins on first take about Nikolai Jokic and this whole notion of stat padding, as well as his his MVP aspirations and pretty much accused uh, cried racism as far as um, you know uh, folks who doesn't see Nikolai Jokic for who he is so um, and thinks that the MVP voting will reflect that first of all the man has won it twice already so I don't see how you can even launch that um, but I will s agree with him on the Nikolai Jokic and this whole ridiculous notion of stat padding that Kendrick Perkins brought up. Think about this, guys. He has a 28-game win streak in games in which he has a triple-double. 24-0 this season thus far, and if you count the previous season... He had four games towards the end where he had triple doubles in the team once. So we're talking a 28-game win streak, guys. And for his career, 
he has a 82% win percentage. Uh, in fact, he's right at 100 games of uh, triple doubles where he's at 82 and 18. So the only two players with averages above his is Draymond Green, who's 30 and 1, and then Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think he's somewhere at 87%, but he has, I think, fewer than 30. I think he has about 33 games in which um, I think he's won 28 of the 20 of the 33. So those only two guys with higher percentages than Nikolai Jokic. So and this MVP race is going to be a tight one. It's going to be a tight one. I think Joel Embiid really has an opportunity here. I understand. I get what Jokic is doing especially with the top team in the West, but a lot of people will poo-poo that and say, um, they'll point to the John Moran situation, why they're not up there. They'll point to the Lakers not being what they are. They'll talk about the kind of confusion that's going on with the Clippers and just say, you know, they just took advantage of a weak West. So, um, I think the MVP race will be very interesting um, between him and Joel Embiid. And let us not forget Giannis Antetokounmpo. He needs to be in that discussion as well. So, um, yeah, but J.J. Reck, quite a presence on ESPN between him calling those games, him being on first take, and then also when the uh, he went against... Uh, old head Chris Russo of course of Mike and the Mad Dog where he actually um, downplayed Larry Bird as a three point shooter um, and let's let's get this out the way uh, when Larry Bird first came in the league they had just introduced the three point shot by the way so it was early in its infancy so the onus back then is not what it is today in terms of three-point shooting so with that said if Larry Bird was playing in today's NBA it'd be no it'd be a no-brainer he'd be one of the best in uh, three-point shooters ever to play the game no question about it so um, yeah so JJ Nah, I can't flow with you on that one. So, um, yeah, so so that's that. And also on the case of stat padding, uh, Giannis actually had a rebound taken away from him in a game where he um, he was close to a triple-double. He must have knew it. He missed the shot on purpose against Washington, and the league rescinded the rebound so he was just short of a triple double so now that's that padding guys so um just a little brief example of that so nonetheless so that's the thing with jj reddick i wanted to address now next bit of news um on march 8th in the dallas game versus the New Orleans Pelicans, in which they the Pelicans won 
113 to 106. ESPN had an all-female broadcast team. Beth Mowens, who we know from college basketball, she calls a lot of the women's games there. Tremendous talent. So she was on play-by-play along with Doris Burke. We all know Doris Burke and the work she's done, the color commentary she's done for the NBA for quite a few years now. So both of them was in the booth. And Cassidy Hubbard, she was the sideline reporter for that game as well. Uh, Cassie Hubbard, she does sideline reporting very well. And then they had a pregame panel with, of course, Malika Andrews being the studio host. And she was joined by Cheney. Uh, I always get this name. Uh, Awumake. Okay. Cheney Awumake. Uh, she was on the panel as well as Ramona Shelburne, Monica McNutt, who's a rising star as well. She does Nick Brock. Um, she's in studio for Nick's pre and post game there, as well as she's called some games on. She's done analyst work on radio for the Knicks. Again, a rising star. And Becky Hammond, who was just hired by ESPN to do analyst work uh, she was amongst that panel as well for that game so um, yeah and then not to mention the women behind the scenes so kudos to ESPN for having s- such a day with such talent as that so so that's that bit of news then we have sad news uh, David Benner a uh, long-time Indiana Pacers communications director. He was there for 28 years. He passed away on March 1st. And he passed away at the age of 67. Uh, David Benner, who uh, Reggie Miller was actually... Uh, they, they, they were so <laughs> very close... In fact, uh, part of his pregame stuff, he would get in the face of David Benner and say all these crazy things. So, uh, yeah, so David Benner, he was there. He's been there, PR person for the past 28 years. In those years, he's had to do PR for their six Eastern Conference Finals appearances, a finals appearance as well. And. As individual players, he's had to do PR work for Defensive Player of the Year, Most Improved Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, and Executive of the Year. So, uh, before he joined the Indiana Pacer organization, he previously worked as a sports commentator for the Indianapolis Star, and he retired in two after the 2021-22 season. So. Uh, and then a week later after David's passing, uh, he was awarded the Brian McIntyre Trophy. Um, and this is the Splaver McHugh Tribute to Excellence Award. Uh, this is given by the NBA Public Relations Directors Association. And, um... This award is giving to 
most outstanding, you know, PR person. So he so he was given this award, um, uh, and Mark Paver he was a PR director for the Washington Bullets for a number of years, and then Howie McHugh was a longtime Boston Celtics PR uh, director there as well. So, um, so the the award is named in their honor. So, and David Banner Benner gets this award, although in uh, after he has passed. So. So, uh, David Benner, we salute you um, and all that you've done in the NBA for those 28 years with the Pacers. And we uh, say that you rest in peace. So, all right. And then the last bit of news, Mark Madness, guys. It, start, it starts Thursday, March 16th. And... Uh, your top seeds are the Houston Cougars, the Alabama Crimson Tide, Purdue Ballermakers, and the defending champs, the Kansas Jayhawks. So uh, those are your top seeds there. But you also got other teams that's willing to make their statements. The Arizona Wildcats, UCLA Bruins, the Yukon Huskies. Texas Longhorns, uh, Marquette, they'll have something to say about it. And, of course, Duke. You always cannot count out Duke, especially in the post-Mike Krzyzewski era. So, um, a number of players with NBA aspirations will be in these tournaments here. Uh, Brandon Miller, the freshman out of Alabama. Uh, he's a swing man uh, in a bit of trouble there um, as well as uh, they have kind of linked him with uh, a capital murder of Darius Miles. That's still a situation in flux, so we'll see what happens there. So much so he has to carry extra security with him, uh, unfortunately. So, And then you have Jarace Walker of the Houston Cougars there. Uh, he, he's a uh, freshman as well, power forward for that team. Grady Dick for the uh, freshman for the Kansas Jayhawks, who's an outstanding shooter, swing man there. So you, you keep an eye out for a kid like him. Also, you have Chris Murray, the brother of Keen, Keenan. Keegan Murray, who's in the NBA playing for the Sacramento Kings. He is a forward, uh, junior in fact, so we'll see if he declares. Uh, you got the backcourt in Arkansas of Nick Smith Jr. and Anthony Black. That's a backcourt to keep an eye on in these tournaments here. Kaysen Wallace, a freshman as well. A uh, Freshman point guard, kind of in the likes of a uh, Shy Gilkis Alexander, uh, Devin Booker, a Tyler Hero, uh, Tyrese Maxey, Emmanuel Quickly, those guys coming out of that program. He's kind of in that vein. Maybe not the shooter that 
a few of them are, but uh, definitely kind of like a point guard, but probably a combo guard. We'll see what happens with that freshman there. And then uh, a big man to keep an eye out on, uh, Zach uh, Edie, and he's from the Paul, the Purdue Boilermakers. Uh, juniors, he's a center at six, at not at six, at seven foot four. Um, so quite tall, <laughs> nonetheless, and able to you know do damage inside. So uh, definitely keep an eye out for that junior as well. So, uh, so the tournament getting underway, guys. I'm sure everybody done you know, filled out their brackets and so forth and see. We'll see what happens there. So, um, should be an exciting tournament. So, we'll see how things transpire and so forth. So, um, should be interesting. Alright guys, so that is going to do it for this episode here. Um, again, might have to take a little bit more time off. Uh, still dealing with some issues here. Uh, myself personally. So, um... A few health and otherwise, so just trying to get things under wraps and in uh, good shape in that regard. So, all right, guys, so that's going to do it for now. Again, I remind you to write reviews. Please visit my website, all things basketball with gd.com. You can write reviews there. Also, Apple Podcasts, I'm on there. I'm on, you know, the major podcast platforms but apple you can leave your review there that's for sure Podchaser, i believe you can leave reviews there as well and also on youtube uh, i have a youtube channel there all things basketball gd where i have my um videos there and so forth so you can like please like the videos and then comment as well all right guys so that's going to do it for now and as always, we will talk soon. Take care. So, my peeps, if you like what you're listening to, you can go to my website, www.allthingsbasketballwithgd.com. You can also email me at thatsportsdugd at gmail.com. To support this podcast, you can go to my PayPal, and that email is that sports do gd at gmail.com also on my anchor page i have a support button there that you can also use to help the podcast i'm on all the major platforms like anchor spreaker google podcasts amazon soundcloud youtube castbox radio public Pod Chaser, just to name a few. And also, you can find me on social media Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Clubhouse, and Fanbase. So, once again, I thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. And take care and be safe.